experiencing something for yourself, even at different points in your life, at different periods of your life, you know, at different stages in your life with different people, you could go to the same place a hundred times and it would be completely different. You'll never have the same experience twice. And that is something that I want to instill in my children is it's about the journey and it's about who you meet along the way. And it's about changing the world for the good, of course. But, um, you know, it's not about you. It's about the whole big picture. Hello, I'm Jill Sutton and welcome to Living Her Legacy, a podcast that features heart-to-heart conversations between mamas who are navigating everything that changes after having children. Right now, let's give ourselves grace to change, to let go of what no longer serves us and unapologetically take up space. This knowing and owning our self-worth is the key to living a fulfilled life, our best life. Don't just leave a legacy, live one. Hello, and welcome to the Living Her Legacy podcast, episode three. This is the final episode of launch day. I am so thankful to have you all here with me. Today, I'm blessed to talk with Erica Carpenter, a travel specialist who has helped me with my most recent trip to Disney World. She is a wife and mother of two boys. Today, we discuss what it looks like running a small business with a family, the importance of travel and experiences, and a few travel tips as well. I hope you enjoy. Well, hi, Erica. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm honored. I wanted you to just kind of introduce yourself, let us know who you are, where you're from, and what you do. So my name is Erica Carpenter. I am a wife, a mother, and a follower of Jesus. I am a native Charlottean, so I am actually from Charlotte, North Carolina, and have lived here my whole life. We're rare, so that's why I added that. That's true. (laughs) I am a travel professional, so I am an independent contractor with Cupcake Castles Travel Company, and I spend my days and nights trying to help families, busy families, plan vacations, and newlyweds set out on their honeymoons, and it's really exciting. I have two boys. They are 12 and 7, and they keep us pretty busy. Uh, My husband and I are both small business owners, so we both understand the importance of small business and pouring your heart and your soul into what you do. Um, But it's difficult sometimes to find the balance between business, family, life, travel, all the things. So we do our best, and I, I strive to help families see that it is doable to travel as a family. And one thing that is super important to me is having the opportunity to make memories. Mm. Memories cannot be taken from you. And they're one of the few things that can't be taken from you, good or bad, because the good ones make you feel good and the bad ones you can learn from and grow from. So, you know, I find it important to make memories through travel. That is something that I did not always have the opportunity to do growing up. So Mm. when we had children, I told my husband, wherever they want to go, I will go. Whatever they want to do, I will do. Now, I'm a little scared about that now since they're here and they're crazy, crazy in love with travel. But wherever they want to go, I want to go and I want to be a part of that memory. So I enjoy helping people have the same opportunity to make memories. 
That's awesome. I don't think I knew that about you, that your husband also is a small business owner. So yeah. wow. Okay. So I want to kind of like dive off into that a little bit, just kind of talking about a little bit about like work-life balance and how you like exemplify that to your kids, because that's a struggle, especially in your industry where travel yes. is literally 24 seven. Yes. Um, is there something that you put in place as far as like boundaries or is there something you tell your kids about? How do you, how do you do it? (laughs) (laughs) That's a great question. So Greg's work-life balance is a little, I'll talk about his first and then I'll talk about me. He, Mm -hmm. he's a licensed general contractor. So he, he builds houses and does home remodel projects and stuff like that. He has always done that. His father owned the company and they did it together. So small business has always been a part of my children's life. Like we spend our, our weekends going to Lowe's or Home Depot to buy materials for the job. So we would have breakfast. Our, our typical Saturday morning routine would be we would have breakfast at Chick-fil-A. We, we don't get trash service where I live, so we have to take our trash to the dump. So it's near Chick-fil-A. And then we would go to Lowe's to buy whatever materials were needed for the job for the next week. But Lowe's and Home Depot both have these little programs called at Lowe's, it's called Build and Grow, or it used to be called Build and Grow. Home Depot, it's like the DIY Kids Workshop or something. And so Jacob and Andrew would get the opportunity to build something while Mr. Carpenter and Greg were shopping for whatever materials they needed. And so that was a that was kind of fun. And we still do that, even though he's passed, Mr. Carpenter passed. But, you know, my kids were learning, ironically, we are carpenters by trade, and that's our name. They were learning how to build and how to hammer, and how to nail, and how to use a screwdriver and screws. Mm. And, and, you know, they were also seeing the importance of being prepared for your week ahead and getting the supplies that you need Mm -hmm. to move forward with the week with their father and their grandfather at the same time. I was in tow, but, you know, so, so that, that's really neat um, part of how our business is a family business. Both of them are, and it's a part of our family. So we don't per se balance, I guess it's a part of who we are. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. a lot of times I spend most of my day on hold with different suppliers on the phone. My kids can sing all of the hold music for most travel suppliers (laughs) during the pandemic. When they were at home, I still had to work. So, you know, it became a part of our daily life. They understand that dining reservations for Walt Disney World open at 6 a.m. And some mornings I can't help with their morning routine because I have to make dining reservations for my clients. So it became part of our life. Personally and truthfully, I don't do a great job of balancing it um, because it is supply and demand. And my business comes in waves. So I might have 25 quotes in one day. And then for two weeks, I might have nothing. Sometimes it just, it varies. People like to travel and start thinking about travel when they're together. So like after Thanksgiving, I typically get an influx of inquiries in my inbox. Mm. But in the summer months, I may be pretty slow just because they've already planned their trip. Many people like to do it one trip at a time. Mm -hmm. I have one client that has a spreadsheet for the next like 10 years. And like, she's like, okay, it's time to book this vacation. Okay, it's time to book this vacation. And then I have others that are like, hey, can we go next week? So like, 
it just varies, but I try hard to do most of my work when the kids go to bed. Um, and then I try to do most of my work Monday through Friday when they're in school, but mm-hmm. sometimes it's inevitable. So my kids have learned that if you want to travel with the travel agent mama, sometimes you have to help. Like last week, Andrew helped me put flyers together for an event at the Charlotte Academy of Music where Jacob takes piano. He sat there and helped me put labels on catalogs. He's seven, but he knows that those catalogs have our name on it, and that's how people call us to book vacations. It's my intention and our intention that our children see how we make our money because we are both commission-based employees. And it's also our intention that we make our children understand if we don't work for this money, it's not going to be there. And sometimes we can still work for the money and it still might not be there based off of the economy or the recession or, you know, whatever's happening. And that's tough because you, you can't predict the future. COVID knocked me to my knees with travel. I bet so. And I mean, I can't even tell you how much business I canceled, but that happened to everybody. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Greg told me, he was like, stop being upset, control what you can control. And when he told me that I let it go. I had my mental breakdown after watching the Disney fireworks one night, um, <laughs> the live stream of happily ever after broke me and I had my breakdown. I gave it to God and I have been very blessed since mm. but it's hard. I mean, I can't control what people book, what people cancel. I can't control what choices my kids make. I can direct them and I can guide them, but it's their decisions to make. So, Mm -hmm. you know, control, letting go of that is a important thing, I think, as a parent and as a business owner, but it's hard to just trust and let it go. So I think that's really cool that both your jobs, like you have found tangible ways your kids can help you and be a part of the business. I think, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't work for every family. You know, I work my, my full-time job is basically an insurance. So it's like, uh, the kids know that if I'm on a call, they got to be quiet, but they really can't do a lot to help out. But Josh is in lawn care. So they love blowing leaves, Uh uh, mowing lawn, you know, all that stuff. And that's, that's kind of that that tangible, like they can get a sense of this is work. It can be enjoyable yes, and should be enjoyable, but this is how we make money in order to do the things that we want to do or buy the necessities in life. No, I think that's a really cool thing that you guys have been able to do. Cause I'm sure, like you said, you're kind of on call all hours of the day, depending on when things open, when booking starts, um, when a client needs you. Yeah. I've had, I've had, well, it was before they woke up. I had to make dining on Christmas morning one year, mm. um, but they weren't awake yet. So that didn't matter. That was really cool. I thought that was fun. Um, <laughs> I had, I was at just this past summer, I was at a birthday party with Andrew and um, a client got stranded in Turks and Caicos and they're like, our plane just got canceled. We're at the airport. What do we do? Right. And so, I mean, they're seasoned travelers. But they knew that I would work with the property to help them find where they needed to go and, you know, take care of them and help guide them. Because, I mean, it's scary when you're in a foreign country Mm -hmm. and you're 
flight is canceled mm-hmm. and there's no flights out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, luckily we were working with the airline, got him on a flight the next day, but like, it's like that, like Greg was in the hospital one time and I had to help a client with a, a online check-in. Like, I mean, when I'm not available, if it's a true dire circumstance and I cannot be available, I have colleagues that can step in and help. Mm-hmm. And we do that a lot. If it's something where I can be accessed, I I help assist my client how I can, because I wouldn't want the shoe to be on the other foot. I wouldn't want that to be me or somebody that I loved. I think it's important to to provide service, you know, and that's part of my business is service. So, but yeah, I mean, they know, like my friends know it's hilarious. I'm like, gotta go. They're calling yeah. me. I'll be back over here. So, <laughs> yeah. So I want to kind of transition a little bit because part of your work is traveling. You have to go to properties and tour them. And so you're away from home some of the time. Now I know sometimes the the family gets to go along too, but some of it is just you traveling solo or with your, with your work. How do you decide when, okay, yeah, let's make this a family trip or like, no, I just need to go and make sure like everything's taken care of at home while you're gone. So there's some things that I can bring my family on and some things I can't. So that's easy. A lot of times where I'm traveling dictates if they can go or not. For example, when we just got back from the Bahamas on the Disney Wish, it was a family vacation. I was truly on vacation. But even my kids know that when I'm on vacation, we're still working. So we have to video the room and we have to take all the pictures and we have to try all the food. And vacationing with a travel agent is very different than a normal vacation because we may be a little obsessed with pictures and you can't eat anything until we take a picture. I'm getting better about that on family trips. This was a true vacation. They got to go. We had fun. Whatever they wanted to do, we did. It was great. Agent trips, I try to decide because my agency travels a lot and there are a lot of opportunities for travel agents to travel and learn more about properties and destinations and types of travel and all the things. I try to pick destinations and properties that I think would best suit my clients, not necessarily what I want, what I think they would like to see. So I pick destinations based off of that. I pick based off of where I need to see for my clients. This past summer, my agency went to Mexico. I had just been to Mexico, so I didn't feel like I needed to go back. I have been to Barbados with my colleague Jody because we wanted to see the resorts that were in Barbados. I've been to Jamaica the same way. I had the opportunity during COVID to take Greg to Jamaica with me, but while he got to chill on the beach, I had to go to class. So when you travel on a trip that is a learning experience, you have to take the time to be intentional about learning the ins and outs of the property, seeing the room categories, doing some excursions, eating the food, tasting the mocktails, because I don't really drink, you know, all that jazz, like making sure, ironically, Jamaica doesn't have Mexican beer in their resorts. Mexico doesn't have Jamaican beer in their resorts. I would have never paid attention to that because I don't drink beer. They all have Coke. Mm -hmm. I love Mexican Coke. It's different than American Coke. So things that I don't necessarily pay attention to because they don't affect me personally. I learn more about when I go on my travel agent trips. 
It also helps to see what it's like to travel without children because some of my clients don't have children. They're not in that stage of life or they're past that stage of life. And they want to know what their experience will be like without their kids. Traveling with kids is very different. It's a lot more eventful, a lot more fun, and a lot louder from time to time. (laughs) I try to expose myself to something I haven't done before so I can better serve my clients. Now, when I travel and don't take my kids, thank God I have a great support system at home. I have a wonderful friend who takes care of their after-school pickup, and Greg has the flexibility with his schedule to take them to school. I try to travel during the school year if I'm going to travel without my children, um, because at least they're somewhere for eight hours a day. We have an awesome support system with our parents that love to see their grandkids and take care of grandkids. But it is hard because they always have something. And, you know, I remember I missed Jacob's Christmas play. I had uh, the assistant principal FaceTime me from I was in Jamaica and she FaceTimed me so I could see his Christmas play. So, you know, stuff like that, you have to pick and choose. There's some things Mm -hmm. I will not miss, period. The end, I will stay at home. Schedules change. Things come up. have to make sure I have travel insurance Um, (laughs) because you never know. Let's say there's a family that maybe they used to travel before kids and their kids are maybe of an age where they're feeling a little bit more like, okay, this, this is possible. What would be like maybe a good first destination, maybe in the U.S. and then maybe one like out of the country as far as like maybe kind of getting your feet wet with that travel and taking kids on an airplane or. So I think it depends on the people Mm. and what they like. And that is one thing I always pride myself in is I try to find out what my clients like and enjoy. And then I begin to direct them for from there. I would say anywhere within a short driving distance would be a good indicator for home travel. If your kids do well in the car, you know, I have actually never flown with my children. Um, My children have never flown, but I would think flying would be similar to a car. As far as you have to sit still, you have to be in one place, you know, you need something to do. So I would pick somewhere within a distance that you know they can tolerate being in a car. If they struggle with that, one thing that has really helped my kids is uh, watching movies in the car. We have this little DVD system with screens and they can watch whatever they want and they don't fight and they don't say, are we there yet? Until the movie ends, of course. So, and Jacob is 12, so he's in charge of movies. He's in charge of entertainment. If you have an older child, give him a job have them navigate on the map if they're into that, but pick a destination that you know they can tolerate and that you know that they will enjoy when they get there. In Charlotte, a lot of people like to go to the mountains or to the beach. We're kind of in the middle. Going to the mountains is great, but if your kids hate the outdoors and hate the mountains, it might not be the best spot. The elevation changes when you drive to the mountains much like the elevation can change when you're taking off on an airplane. I'm sensitive to elevation change. One of the things that I do is I know I have to chew gum so that the pressure will release. Kids are sensitive to those things. So I I tell people, if they've never traveled on an airplane before, make sure you have something your kid likes to eat while you're taking off. So I would say, you know, Beecher Mountains from Charlotte, maybe even Great Wolf Lodge. If you don't live that close to Charlotte, kids love the Great Wolf Lodge. You could go on a cruise if you didn't want to fly. 
cruising seems to be very, very back and exciting for people right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you did want to fly, I would try to pick a short plane ride. You know, we have a lot of nonstop options from Charlotte, three hours or less. So even if it was in the United States, I would pick a short plane ride to a destination where you know they have things your children will enjoy. Like Mm -hmm. if your kids like to swim and snorkel, go to the Caribbean. If they like to ski, go to Colorado. It just depends on what your family likes. I remember, you know, my my parents are in Oregon. So whenever we go out there, we we have to fly. And so we've done the whole one kid, two kids on the airplane. And I do remember someone giving us the advice of, especially when they're like in the infant stage of, of having that pacifier or a bottle uh-huh. or something so that they're sucking on something for when their ears pop. Cause that is definitely one of the worst things, you know, you just yeah. about to take off and the kid starts crying because their ears hurt and they've never experienced that before, you know? Right. And they don't know. And like, you don't know because mm-hmm especially if you're a seasoned flyer or you're not, you don't notice it anymore. Yeah. So like, it's a whole new experience to this little kid that's never had an earache and they're like, my head is going to explode, but they can't tell you that. (laughs) Right. Right. They don't know how to verbalize that yet. So you've flown with your children and your kids are how old? Yeah. So my oldest is going to be five next month and my youngest is two. Uh-huh. And my youngest has flown at least four times and my oldest has probably flown 10 to 12 times. We definitely love to travel before we got married. And that was one of the things that we also value is, is travel. And I think especially me being from the West coast, Josh being from here, we wanted our kids to experience that. And like Josh traveled growing up, um, they would go to Jamaica or every once in a while, you know, every few years, they'd go on like a big trip out of the country. We just did a lot in the US really growing up with my family, a lot of camping, a lot of road trips. Um, and we moved around a ton when I was younger. So I lived in like five different states before I was in like first grade. Uh-huh. So I kind of already had that like I I really knew the importance of culture and and teaching my kids like the differences in landscape in yeah. you know our country and just the different people types all yeah. over. So I think that's that's something that we valued and now obviously like after Esme was born COVID shut down everything so we really are just now kind of getting back into travel again. Well this year I would say and it's been wonderful. I actually heard the other day that gift giving or like um, goods are like really low this year because everybody's wanting to gift experiences and travel. Mm -hmm. I definitely think, I mean, it has picked up significantly over the past year and I too experiences are huge. You know, I grew up in Charlotte, North Carolina, and this is all I knew. And when I grew up, Charlotte is, was not what it is right now. What it is today. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when 485 didn't exist. So like it has exploded and there are a lot of different cultures here and a lot of different types of people here, but I didn't get to experience that as a child. So I think that it is, it's extremely important for me, for my children to understand that we're all different. We all come from different cultures. We have different traditions and you need to learn about those traditions in order to understand the community that you live in and the friends that you have 
and, you know, just the people. When I was a teacher, I really got to start to experience and see some different traditions from different cultures through my students. I taught health and PE and sports medicine, and they would bring in different cultures and show me their different, because I was fascinated by that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even just different cultures within the United States, different regions have different traditions. And I feel like it's important to see and experience all that you can, because there's a great big world out there. In my opinion, God didn't make me to sit here and just look at the trees in my backyard. He created me to go. It is fabulous to be able to go and to have the opportunities to help other people do the same thing. Mm -hmm. But it's in, it's so much, travel is so much more than going on vacation. It's the experience. It's the interacting with the people in the airport. Even if you go to an all-inclusive resort and you stay on that property and you don't leave the property, you've still interacted with so many different types of people that you would have never met before if you didn't take that vacation you impact people. You don't really realize that you have an impact on people. Your interaction with them does, you know, the memories, the importance of the, the visualizing, like I can tell my kid till I'm blue in the face something, but if I take them and they see it, it's totally different. Experiencing something for yourself, even at different points in your life, at different periods of your life, you know, at different stages in your life with different people, you could go to the same place a hundred times and it would be completely different. You'll never have the same experience twice. That is something that I want to instill in my children is it's about the journey and it's about who you meet along the way. It's about changing the world for the good. Of course, it's not about you. It's about the whole big picture. My world's great. I'm very blessed. I love my home, my city, you know, I can see more and I can learn more about history and culture if I go and see things. And you should never, ever, ever not travel because your kids are too young, because that's what people will tell you. Oh, you don't need to go. Your kids are too young. They won't remember it. Take pictures and show them that photo album. We've taken both of our kids at four months old to Disney World. My four-year-old, almost five, will still talk about the picture of her, of course, pre-pandemic, giving Mickey a big kiss on the nose. And she was, like I said, four months old, big open mouth kiss on his nose. And she loves that picture. And I always thought like we had the trip planned before I even knew I was pregnant because we went for a big 70th birthday party with my family. And we just knew like, okay, she's coming with us, obviously. And it wasn't necessarily for her. Although even at four months old, she, you could see her eyes light up when we'd go on a ride. But the fact that I have those memories as her mom and, and Josh as her dad, like we can think back on that all the time and look back at our pictures and be like, that was awesome. Yes. We yeah. did have to like pack the diapers, pack the extra change of clothes, pack the milk bottles or whatever, but you know what? It is so, it was so worth it. And I, again, yeah. I did it again after yeah. having the second child, we took her same, same time. Arlo was about to turn three and, you know, free before three at Disney. So we got one more trip in before we had to pay for the kids. And we went a family of four for the price of two, which was awesome. So I definitely, would encourage people also to, to, to try it. You know, I think there's, yeah, I think there's so many people that have, that have done it before and can offer advice. You know, a lot of times I'll research stuff on a blog or, or, you know, what it's like to travel with, with kids or do I need the pack and play or whatever. And obviously that's something too, that people can reach out to you as a travel agent, Uh because you research that stuff, you research 
okay, you get to the resort, you call up for a pack and play um, and they'll bring it to your room. You don't have to travel with that, you know, things like that, that I think are what a mom is thinking about all the things Mm -hmm. we worry about. um, But we can definitely like reach out to you and just get those answers. Yeah. Andrew, when I started, I started this business when Andrew was a baby. So I don't know how many times he's been to Disney, but he's been in every stage of life and I've forgotten my luggage with his clothes in it before. I forgot the whole suitcase. He had no clothes. So like our memory maker pictures are of three different onesies that I washed in the bathroom sink each night. So like, I mean, I can't, I've done it. Like, I mean, and that's the best place to get advice is people who have truly experienced what you think you're going to experience because it, people can tell you things that you won't even think of. There are baby care centers at Disney World that you can go and be quiet and cool and in the hot of summer. And like, I didn't pay attention to that before I had children, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, and that's one of the first things I tell people is if you need a break, go here, they'll take care of you. So, you know, it's, it's great in the fact that I get to help people see it's doable. I've had clients call me just this week. Hey, my kid has a sore throat. What do I do? I've been to Disney with a sick kid, so I can tell you what I did. Now, are all my answers perfect? No. Are my methods the best? I mean, they've been tested, but there's probably better ones out there, (laughs) but I'm going to help you. You have a support system. So I, I, I like being in people's corner. I like being able to help them out. What does it mean to you to be living in your legacy? I want to be able to create memories with my children and I want them to be able to take that and to understand the importance of that and to carry that down to their children if they have them or their friends. I want them to understand the importance of experiences and how they shape you and your outlook as a person. I love that. I will kind of piggyback on that because you had mentioned earlier about just like learning different cultures and how much it matters to the people in those countries too when we travel. And we went to Jamaica this summer and it was kind of like first trip post COVID and every person we met along the way from the, you know, airport to the bus transport to the, you know, um, but you know, butlers at the resort that everybody was just so thankful that we were there. They would explain to us that tourism is the biggest industry in Jamaica. They make most of their money in that country and probably similar for many, many other countries is tourism and how during the pandemic, I mean, almost everybody was out of work. Nobody worked Mm -hmm. because so many of them work at resorts, work in the airports, work in transportation alone, work in Uh experiences. And so that was something that was, I didn't realize that when I traveled, you know, we were kind of going as our first little getaway husband and wife after having kids for a while. And it really meant something to just see that and experience that. So I thought that was something that, you know, again, I didn't know at first, but was something that was just super cool to see. Yes. So tourism is huge on those islands. It's their bread and butter, much like it's mine, Mm -hmm. which it kind of comes full circle And this is a really corny tidbit, but when I get on a Disney cruise ship and they say, welcome aboard Carpenter family, 
you know, we walk onto that ship, it's like, whoa. Like, I was standing at the sailaway party, and I was crying like a baby. And I'm not a crier. You know, I was just crying. And I'm sure the lady that was standing beside me thought I had lost my mind. But it all came full circle. At one point, I didn't think I would ever do that again. Because I didn't know if cruising would rebound or if even travel would rebound. I didn't know if I would have any money to travel after losing so much business. And it impacted us on both sides. Not only did I lose business, Greg had plenty of business, but like materials went through the roof. So it was like a full circle moment for me. I'm able to do these things that I love and enjoy and help people do them. But it was taken away of no fault of my own or anyone else that I know by a global pandemic, which I can't control, but it was just such a blessing to be there. And when we went to Jamaica, we traveled to Jamaica in November of 2020. You got off the plane and they had on like hazmat suits and they were spraying your luggage down with like the things we spray the yard with, you know. And there was no COVID coming into that country. I'll tell you that. Those people were adamant that they were going to be clean and they were going to protect their country and their people so they could have money to survive. That was my experience there. But many of the other islands did the same thing. Tourism is bread and butter. It puts their food on their table. It keeps their lights on. It funds their country. And you know, in the United States, we have so many other sources of income and so many other industries that, you know, we pride off of. But tourism is also a large part of our economy as well. When the airlines were, you know, mm. not flying as many people because of COVID and the hotels weren't booking as many people because people weren't traveling for pleasure or for business in the United States, that hurt our economy yeah. as well. And, you know, that's something that people don't think about. But I will say, anytime you go to an island where their bread and butter is tourism, they are so happy to see you because they get it. You know, they understand that if these people can't come here, our island may not survive. And they pride themselves on that independence of that island. And and they are very prideful that they are a country, all islands, not just Jamaica. And, you know, they're tiny little spaces in the world. And they're beautiful, beautiful, beautiful spaces. But one thing that I've learned is they have some of the most beautiful people that you will ever see. They they want to make sure you have a good experience. So you go back and you tell your friends and you go back to their island because that's their home. To have such pride for where you're from. Sure, I love my country. I have pride for my state and my city. They like exude this Mm. pridefulness of you must go to Jamaica. It's my home. Where they're from. Their little corner of the world is the best place and you have to see it and you have to eat their food and they have to tell you all about it. And yeah, they're so glad that you're there. And those cruise ships that that come in, so much money comes off of those cruise ships that dock on their ports. When you go and you spend your money in the Caribbean, you're, you're giving back to those countries. All right, Erica, if someone wanted to find you, because I know you work with people all over the country for booking travel, where are some ways we can find you? I am on Instagram 
I am Cupcake Castles Erica on Instagram. Uh, a basic Google search should pop me up if you Google Cupcake Castles Erica Carpenter. That should take you to my website and to my Facebook business page. I can also be found on Facebook, Erica Carpenter, Cupcake Castles Travel Company. But yeah, if you just Google me, I typically pop up. So I do live in Charlotte, North Carolina, or it might say Mint Hill, North Carolina. It's a small suburb outside of Charlotte. But Thank you for showing up today and being authentically you. The most costly thing you can do is be yourself. And I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining today. My mission is to encourage you in that whatever season you are in, you can live with purpose and fulfillment. I want every mama to feel empowered with the ability to create change in order to be living your best life. A wonderful, free, and easy way to support this podcast is to follow and subscribe. What that does for you is bookmarks this podcast at the top of your page, wherever you listen to your podcasts. It will also update to show you the latest episode released. What that does for me is it gives me the chance to be ranked in the podcast charts. Please also leave a star rating or a review. Not only does this help boost the credibility of the podcast, it also helps new listeners get a better understanding of the show. Plus, it gives me feedback on how I can make the show more enjoyable for all of you. There is a chance that I may read your review on a future episode. Also, during the month of January, anyone who leaves a review will receive one month free of my three-month affirmation journal. Write your review, screenshot it, and either send it to me in a comment on the Living Her Legacy Facebook group or send it on Instagram at Living Her Legacy Podcast. As a reminder, new episodes will be posted every Thursday. If you're interested at all on being on the podcast, please check out jillgsutton.com slash podcast. I'd love to have you on the show. Your voice can change the world.